0: Dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. I'm your host, the whiskey wizard, Jason Johnson Yellen. Before I introduce the whiskey cherub, Joshua Hatton, I have to say we're going to start hearing this in, in future episodes of the podcast. But Lee Atwood, a week or so ago, when you and I uh, were having a meeting with him, cracked the code on Dramgolf.
1: Dramgolf. It's, it's the perfect nickname. It was so obvious. It's been there the whole time. And it, it took someone from down there to, to bring it to our attention.
0: Well, he, he's closer to, to Hobbiton than any
1: of us up here. That makes really good sense. Oh yeah. my gosh. He's like, here yeah. you go. Take this nickname, fly you fools. And, and here we are. Yep.
0: See, you shall not pass the duchy on the left-hand side. <laughs> <laughs> 80s Blue Peter viewers are loving that. Uh. So an Extra Extra, um, you and I, you or I, depending on whose turn it is, bring a whiskey news article to the attention of the other. Mm-hmm. And we read it in the first half. We riff on it in the second half, and we try to get out of here in a tight 30, a tight 35. Regular listeners, just like my wife, will be laughing away as they know a tight 30, 35 is almost impossible for us. But we do our best every time, Joshua. We
1: try, damn it. I would say 60% of the time, it works every time. 100%. So today's (laughs) article,
0: I am responsible for bringing the article to you. Mm -hmm. I have to apologize if I sound distracted at any point. This article comes from Newsweek Online, and it has more things moving in my line of vision than I am really comfortable with. And so I've got an ad for a knife, I've got an ad for, I don't even know what it is, it says log everything. I don't know, a laxative. And, you know, I've got video, you know, moving. I just, there's a lot happening here. Yeah. So if I start to wander away, I do apologize. The, the article is entitled, Illinois to record $1 billion marijuana sales by year's end, surpassing liquor. And this was authored by Benjamin Fearnow, and I have to say, we had Zach Johnston mm-hmm. as an author a few weeks ago, and, and we, we riffed on him being my cousin. I can tell you
1: Benjamin Fear now is neither my cousin nor anybody's no, cousin. No, I, I knew someone named Fear later, but this, this, yes. this guy, is. he seems to be a bit more proactive, right? Which I, I and appreciate. there was a
0: famous brand in the 90s called No Fear. Mm. And so I wonder if that was a riff.
1: Remember, but here we go. Yeah. So
0: the article is... is reason- Oh, my goodness. The, the commercial, the ads for the knives and all that yes. are not going away. They're scrolling with me. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy knives. Yeah, Newsweek, if you're listening, I just got a warning from my laptop. This web page is using significant energy. Closing it may improve the responsiveness of your Mac. <laughs> so thanks for that, Newsweek. You've got a button about becoming a subscriber. That will not be happening. Mm. Um Good luck and Godspeed. Illinois is set to record more than $1 billion in sales of adult-use marijuana products this year, with first-quarter cannabis tax revenue already surpassing that of alcohol. The state of Illinois, whose lawmakers are eyeing bankruptcy options amid a huge budget deficit, Generated more than 86 million dollars from adult use marijuana tax revenue between January and March
1: 2021. Just a quick pause there between January and March of a single year, they've already generated 86 million dollars in tax revenue. That's a good few months. Uh, that's a good few months. Wow, pretty tidy, yeah,
0: for an entire state. Yep. Illinois received $72 million in revenue from Mm. liquor sales. And think about traditionally how many more people are using legal liquor over using legal marijuana. Mm -hmm. right? I I don't know marijuana consumption numbers, but I would posit that there are more legal liquor users than legal cannabis users. Maybe the article
1: will... Enlighten us.
0: The state has repeatedly broken its own monthly weed sales records. I love the fact this opened up with adult-use marijuana products, and by paragraph two, we're on to weed sales. <laughs> I know. I'm just waiting for them to talk about Spliffs. And uh, fatties,
1: doobies. Do you think?
0: Uh, do you think Mr. Fear now is going to throw
1: some fatties and doobies? Do you ads? know how much grass uh. they sell in in Illinois? It's a lot of grass. Anyway, please continue. We'll riff later. You, you continue. Dime bags. Do you know how many <laughs> dime bags that is? Derek knows. Anyway, with both
0: in and out of state adult sales hitting twenty eight million dollars in March alone. Mm-hmm. During the last quarter, the State Department of Revenue took in more tax dollars from marijuana receipts than alcohol for the first time ever. Adults spent nearly $110 million on recreational cannabis products during just the month of March. Amazing. Amazing. Single, single doobie nation? Single doobie nation. SDN. Should Illinois sales of marijuana and cannabis products continue at this rate, the state is set to surpass $1 billion in adult sales by the end of 2021.
1: If we kept it single, Cannabis Nation, then we can stick with the SCN.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. But then do we want to limit ourselves just to cannabis? (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Single <laughs> single cocaine nation works as well. Oh, Jesus. Although that's obviously oh not gosh. legal. Obviously not legal. Just to be clear. Oof. Obviously not Oof. legal. It's Oof. a gateway. Recent data. From the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation, which oversees dispensary licensing, Mm -hmm. shows consumers are spending around three and a half million dollars each day on adult use cannabis products. Mm -hmm. I love this article so far. As someone who used to teach writing, it's been interesting that fear now has hit us with the yearly number to get our attention, right? We're on the Clickbaity Newsweek site. He's Mm -hmm. got our attention. He's followed up that yearly projection with monthly numbers just Mm -hmm. to show that, you know, this projection came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And because he's having so much success, he's now telling us each day, right? He's successfully divided his monthly numbers by 30 to give us an each day. Now I'm waiting on the next paragraph being every hour, Because he's successfully divided each day by 24 hours. Uh,
1: Really quickly, and I know we're meant to be uh, riffing later on, but I remember hearing, in in, in a similar vein, I remember hearing one time, hourly, how many full 53-foot trucks were leaving Tito's, filled with Tito's, to go out (laughs) into the world. And the number was absolutely... Absolutely staggering. So, so if Fear now comes back with that type of number, I actually want to see it. I, I think because these numbers are huge, right? They really are huge. And and uh, so I, I know you're you're poking some fun here and there, but I kind of like seeing it being broken down like that. So let me just say, if Fear
0: now doesn't do it, dear listener, go ahead and divide three point five million by twenty four, and you will know. How much is being spent each hour in the state of Illinois?
1: Fear not. If Fear No doesn't do it, Fear Now doesn't do (laughs) it. I wasn't even trying. I wasn't even trying. That was tenuous. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Um, And so Fear Now says if that trend
0: continues, Illinois dispensaries are set to surpass $1.5 billion worth of cannabis sales this year. Amazing. Okay, I, I know you're enjoying the breakdown. I'm ready for some new information, maybe some quotes. So let's see if fear now delivers. The budget boon has prompted comments from neighbouring state politicians, including Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, who remarked last week, Frankly, I'm kind of tired of talking to the governor of Illinois. He thanks me for having Wisconsinites cross the border to buy marijuana
1: which we all know is illegal. It's 100% illegal, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I get it, right? I You know, I live in Connecticut, and I'm surrounded by states that sell legal cannabis. The the number of Connecticutians that go to Massachusetts to buy, I'm told, is, is pretty big. And now New York is going to be doing legal marijuana, right? And... You know, Connecticut, Wisconsin, all these neighboring states are losing out on tax revenue. We're looking at these numbers. We're yeah, con- continue. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. We'll, we'll circle back okay. in the second right. half. There's yep. no doubt about that.
0: Yep. Last year, Illinois sold six hundred and seventy million dollars worth of marijuana-related products within state lines pulling in about 205 million dollars in total tax revenue. Mm-hmm. This comes as both the city of Chicago and the state eyes bankruptcy options and faces at least 140 million dollars in unfunded pension liability. Read that line again. 50.
1: Read that line again.
0: <laughs> this comes as both the city of Chicago and the state eyes bankruptcy options and faces at least 140 billion with a b. Dollars in unfunded pension liability. Mm-hmm. The, the list continues, but I'll pause there. What
1: was your point? My point was that you said 140 million, not 140 billion. Oh, did I say million Yes, there? you did.
0: Oh, gosh. Gosh. Great. Well, pull out the sharks with lasers because <laughs> it is billion. <laughs> So, so there are 140 billion in unfunded pension liability, 50 billion with a B in unexpected retiree health care costs, and about three billion with a B in federal pandemic loans, and several billions more in unpaid costs. Mm-hmm. they're hurting. And while we're talking about, yeah, they're bringing in some good tax revenue from <laughs> marijuana, uh-huh. what a drop in the ocean that is. Indeed. Maybe I should say a drop in the lake for our our friends in the city of Chicago. The government finance watchdog group Truth in Accounting gave the city of Chicago's government an F for its financial health rating in a February report card. (laughs) But the state has repeatedly sought to exhibit that the marijuana revenue is being put to good use, including the Restore, Reinvest and Renew programme, which allocates 25% of these tax dollars to communities most harmed by the ongoing war on drugs. The programme allows for legal aid, youth development programmes and business incentives for disadvantaged neighbourhoods. Illinois Department of Revenue records for the fiscal year 2021 show adult-use cannabis brought $13.9 million into the state comptrollers. That's one of my favorite words, because it's clearly the word controller, but with an M and a P in it. I just
1: love that so much. Such a good word. And I hate that word so much, because it's clearly controller, and they decided to put a little (laughs) fan. they, They just gave that word a monocle right and now all of a sudden it's <laughs> fancy no no it's control oh. oh that that
0: <laughs> that is such a good
1: observation um
0: and so the records show uh, adult use cannabis brought 13.9 million into the state comptroller's office in july 2020 before reaching 30.4 million dollars this past january mm-hmm. new york state you were mentioning them a moment mm-hmm. ago joshua New York State, which legalised cannabis for adult recreational use in March, issued a report which showed it expects $20 million in marijuana tax revenue for fiscal year 21-22. Comptroller Thomas DiNapoli announced recently that the state hopes to increase that to $245 million by 2024-25. And then there's a quote, as the state's economic recovery continues, tax collections have surpassed expectations and forecasts have improved, the report reads. Mm. In addition, the state will also benefit from a, well it's hard for me to read it like that, Uh, standard procedure is an historic, but in addition the state will also benefit from a historic amount of federal aid and new revenues from tax increases the legalization of recreational marijuana and online sports betting totaling an estimated 26.7 billion in sfy is that state financial year i think 21 so. yeah. 22 newsweek Reached out to Illinois State Department of Revenue for additional remarks Monday afternoon.
1: And that's where it ends, right? So that's how it ends. Yeah, okay. So they're getting oh, and, and when yeah. was this from? That was from March third. Fifth. May fifth. May <laughs> Why did I say oh I do I don't know I said March third. May fifth makes more sense. <laughs> it's five three. You read it you read it in
0: reverse. You read it as a British day. I did. I did. Look at this! This Newsweek article
1: has comments on it. It Has nine comments. Uh, Jason, never, ever, ever go to the comments section. You'll just be disappointed in in people. No one ever has anything good to say. So
0: I'm not going to read any of those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like on the podcast, I've definitely just read them for my own edification. So that's the article in the bag. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Fearnow has done his worst. And we'll be back after this. I like an article like this. Because it... It shows... That liquor isn't king, right? there are hmm. there are other interests, there are other directions mm-hmm. in which consumers can can spend their dollars, spend their budgets. One of the interesting things for me and why I wanted to bring this to you is i've I've got nothing against cannabis at all. I've got absolutely nothing against the legalization of it. I just grew up with cannabis being something illegal. And I've got such a mind block on, (laughs) and again, as always, we're talking about pre-COVID times, but thinking about meeting up with friends to go to a bar to get a round of drinks in, right? Or to go out (laughs) for a night and... You know drink a a skinful, as we say in in the Southwest of Scotland, mm-hmm. and take the zigzag path home and in looking at these numbers and and just the sheer sales and obviously the tax revenue coming from it, but I cannot get my head around going out meeting my meeting my friends for a round of joints right <laughs> like and then smoking in a in a cafe right yeah. with with friends and and getting high and stoned it it's just a weird weird thing and and so seeing the sheer volume of sales this is almost like this is all liquor yeah but for cannabis it's not really like you're going and you're sitting in and you're doing something you know, although I, I guess these liquor numbers that they're comparing come from the same part of the year, yeah, and so it is. It's it's essentially takeout liquor numbers being compared to
1: takeout cannabis numbers. Correct. right? Yeah, it's not. It it's all home use. It's all home use during use, right? COVID. There's no there's no bars. There's no restaurants. Yes, but but even
0: aside from the the sales numbers here and the tax implications here, and and even even the implications to liquor do you have an easier time getting your head around the thought of going out with buddies to get high together as opposed to get a little bit buzzed on, on alcohol together?
1: No, at least here in the U S when people are purchasing marijuana, it is, it's always for home use, right? It's not as if we're in Amsterdam where you can go out to a coffee shop and, and go out and and get it. Um, I think they call them blunts nowadays. Maybe a fatty. Right? If you like you, you're gonna go to the to the cafe and get some grass and, and smoke it with your <laughs> friends. But that that is part of that culture, I guess. And you and I have been to Amsterdam together. You you see that. People go out. They get some coffee, they get a joint, they're having a conversation. I would equate that to going out with your friends and just getting a scotch on the rocks or just ordering a couple pints, and you're still getting together and you're still having that conversation, but the American approach to it is very different. You're not going out to have, like, let's go out to this coffee shop and get high together. That's not what you're doing. You may have some friends over and you're smoking together and having conversations, but you're not taking it outside.
0: So that raises an interesting point to my mind, which is we are only in the absolute infancy of cannabis sales then. We're not talking about a social structure around it. Mm -mm. We're not talking about on-premise sales. We're we're not talking about I and mean, you and I kind of joked about it during the reading of of the article here, but we're not talking about the edges of, call it connoisseurship, right? Where I think it, not even just liquor or whiskey and single casks, but coffee and single farm grown coffee, right?
1: Well, let me let me pause you there though, um, you know, as as someone who has frequented a, uh, a a dispensary. Um, Hmm. you know, when, Hmm. when they are an offer, it's really simple. Was it for your glaucoma? It was for my glaucoma. It was for a girlfriend in a coma. I know, I know it's really serious, but, um, you know, if you just go to any marijuana website and look at the different breeds that they have on sale, right? They're, they're going to show you, if you, you know if you want a relaxing style get this sativa if you want something that's going to make you giggle and make you more energetic try this indica if you want something that kind of is a dual feeling you know go for this hybrid and then it goes even further in it says right try this i'm just going to make up a name you know computer screen and you know it may say it'll have notes of lemon and apricot, right? And they, they want to talk oh, about right. the flavors that you're getting from oh, it. right. Wow, the tasting notes. But I think in the end, I, I don't necessarily know if people are like going in there to understand the nose, palate, and finish of marijuana. <laughs> they want to know, I want to feel such and such a way. Mm-hmm. While I'm getting from point A to point B, Am I going to have something that tastes fruity? Am I going to have something that tastes like a skunk, right? Am I okay with it tasting like a skunk because it's going to get me to this place that will help me just get rid of my anxiety, right? So I I don't know that people are approaching it from, you know, I want to smoke this because it's going to taste like lemons and apricots, you know?
0: Sure, sure. But you are seeing the... You are seeing the parallels, though, between... And we covered this in an earlier extra-extra during the pandemic where it's the the well-known brands that were moving off of shelves products that would get you from a to b mm-hmm. and you might not be there swirling your jack daniels in a glass saying oh i'm getting hints of caramel and vanilla instead you're saying couple of rocks bit of coke down the hatch it goes so so there are some parallels there between what's moving out the doors
1: for both liquor and marijuana. 100%. Oh, I, I see parallels for sure. Because you're, you're... Granted, you're not going out to a bar or restaurant, but you're getting together with friends. You're lighting something up and you're having a conversation, right? there, there's There's no difference there. It's just, are you drinking or are you smoking? But I think, however... I think marijuana is unfortunate in that you can't really have that experience where you're you're tasting stuff and you're trying things out right? like modern marijuana if you go if you check out these dispensaries i mean they do have some lower thc if you want to play around like thc content within the cannabis itself if you want to play around but i don't think people are are necessarily go, going to do that right um oh, it makes me think of lower alcohol beers uh, who's, who's drinking lower alcohol beers and why? Well, that, that's a good point. Uh, actually, you know what, Jason? That's, that's a really good point because a lot of these lower THC offerings that they have will have a higher CBD offering. And I think that's a really important thing to point out because while the states that have recreational marijuana Most of them started off with medicinal marijuana. There were a lot of people who I think should have access to medicinal marijuana but can't because of this regulation or that regulation. But now that they get it from a recreational standpoint, they can work with these, quote-unquote, bud tenders to say, hey, you know what? I've got gout. What's going to help me with that pain? Um, you know, I, I have anxiety because of A, B and C what's going to help me with that. And, and people, I think, and this is one of the things that I like about the idea of recreational marijuana is that you can, you can approach marijuana from the perspective of, I've got this going on, how will this help me? Or how will this other thing help me? And you have people to help you out, but with alcohol, It's, it's quite different. You're not, you're not looking to alcohol for medicine. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. It's, I've got a couple of things rattling around in my brain. Number one is seeing the rise of cannabis
1: infused beverages. Right, where are you talking CBD it, infused, THC infused, THC, THC. THC. Okay. THC
0: okay. infused yep. beverages? That'll be interesting to see. Where do those go on offer? Mm-hmm. Could you go into a cafe, or as you and I have done, can you go into a co-op and pick up a sandwich and you know some THC the way you would pick up a bottle of beer, you know, something like that? Uh, I'm, I'm curious about seeing that show up. But all of this is leading me in in one direction, which is, do you see cannabis and cannabis-related products competing for the attention of liquor consumers? You know, we've got our base. People follow us, buy from us, Mm -hmm. single-cast nation, whiskey drinkers, rum, mezcal, other things. Do you think some people have been hanging out in the liquor category just waiting for the doors to open on the marijuana category and they're going to jump ship? Do you think there's room for both? I, I, I'm just I'm curious here how you view the rise of one and whether you think it will impact uh, business as usual for, for us, essentially.
1: Well, for us... I don't think it will necessarily impact us because we're so And for and for right? and
0: for us I just mean us as in the liquor industry. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't mean as single cast nation. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I right, or or anyone within our category of independent bottlers, right? I I think that it will most definitely affect segments of the spirits industry.
0: Hmm.
1: Right? Where you had... <sighs> if someone's just a Jack Daniels drinker, mix it with Coke, it's just a drink to get you from point A to point B and, and hang hang around. Um, you know, there, there could be people after 16, 17 months in lockdown having gained 20, 30 pounds saying, what's a good way to get me back to the weight I was before the world ended? Well, stop drinking and Smoke, smoke a joint, right? That, that's a good way to, to lower the amount of calories that you're, that you're taking in. So I think you, you can see things like that. Uh, I think the mere fact that you can just buy a little, um, you know, a little vape pen or something like that and just smoke, uh, you know, like it's almost concealed. People don't even know you're smoking. That's really convenient for people. And if people are feeling good after having a few puffs, will they buy a little less? I know people who have. There's no doubt about it. Um, So I imagine that will happen on a scale. I just don't know if and how people are tracking it. However, having said that, they're going to track it by tax revenue, right? This Mm -hmm. is a perfect way to track to see, like, yes, marijuana sales within Illinois... The tax revenue outpaced the taxes on alcohol, but what 's the tax structure right how mm, does that yeah, how does yeah. that differ and then as yeah. you as you go on in twenty twenty one becomes twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three are your annual tax revenues on alcohol dipping while marijuana is is escalating right so it's going to take it's going to take time and I think that 's likely the best way to track it, but it will be interesting to then break that down in segments. Is it vodka? Is it gin? Is it whiskey? Is it bourbon? Is, you know, and, and just really compartmentalize how it's affecting the spirits business.
0: Well, and, and thinking about flavored whiskeys, thinking about hard seltzers, which is a huge category right now, mm-hmm. you know, are. Are consumers of those products
1: more likely to jump ship to marijuana purchases? Right, and right, and, and and that's what I'm saying. One of the beautiful things about our segment is people are coming, whether it's us or Duncan Taylor or Port As or what have you, McAllen, like even just you know, a single malt brand, they're coming to these brands or our bottlings or our you know industry friends bottlings because they're after flavor. They're not getting from point A to point B. They're 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 chasing Correct, flavor. Yeah. And that's the difference there. Right? If you just want to get from point A to point B again, just go pick up a bottle of Jack or go pick up some cheap vodka or something like that. You can always get from point A to point B. Are you in it for the flavor? Well, those customers hopefully us and all of our friends within the industry will keep those that are just looking to get from point a to point b th- those those are your swing voters right there <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just funny as you mentioned swing voters we we just passed marijuana legalization in virginia mm. Uh, in the state legislature, and I think they're talking about the first dispensaries appearing in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those where you're like, "Yay, yeah, great news!" Oh, got to wait a long time for it, <laughs> and then, and then time will pass. Uh-huh. I I have I've enjoyed this. In my head, it has felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch, where two middle-aged white men discussed the things the kids are getting up to on an NPR station, National Public, Public Radio. <laughs> and the fact that we got through this without any reference to sweaty balls has really surprised me. And there uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, you can reach out to us at questions at One Nation Under Whiskey if you want to bring anything to our attention or have a comment. Uh, other than that... We're going to try to keep this within the tight 30 to 35. Mm -hmm. We're going to get out of here. Really wanted to bring this topic up because it is something we are seeing, we are hearing about. I wanted to get us on the record here. So thanks for riffing on it with me, Joshua.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks for bringing it to the table.
0: My pleasure, dear listener. Thanks, as always, for joining us and being with us. And we will see you, be with you again in the
1: future. Shitty frosted flakes. Welcome to-
0: Welcome to-